0: I was, I've been praying this week. God, after that great sermon from last week, what I'm going to do? <laughs> That's how I felt. I, like, I, my wife I, I chaired a great sermon last week. If you missed it, it's on YouTube. It's in our website. You can go visit it again. It's a great sermon. How we find purpose in the midst of pain and, and, and struggles in our life. And you, you allow God to work and, and, and you would. Be blessed by this sermon. But at the same time, I'm here, okay, what am I going to do? And, and early this week, I said to Mandy, um, I'm, I'm stuck for my sermon on Sunday. I, I do have a sermon, but I feel God isn't, doesn't want me to preach it yet. So I had it there on hold. And by the way, next week, we're gonna start a new sermon series. It's gonna be called The Bigger Table. And we're gonna ask some questions, and we're gonna ask God, how can we have a bigger table? You will see what I mean by that next week, but not today. Um, and and, and as, as Mandy was sharing, he said, well, I have something for the ladies on, on Thursday. But I'm the same spot, I don't feel God wants me to share it. and 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 I said, Well, I guess as a good Christians we need to learn to trust God and go with it. <laughs> right? Well, so that's what happened on Thursdays. The ladies gathered together and they had an amazing night here. And what I heard, the Holy Spirit move in an amazing way. So it's so cool to see how God is working in our church, how God is working in our life. And so I will see what I can do today after all that pressure of the week. <laughs> But you know, as I was thinking about my trip in Chile, and I'm thinking about my personal life. We all have things in our life that we struggle. We all have a story to tell. We all have something that in our past, or maybe today in our present, we struggle with. Events that, that really bring pain to our life, and, and it affect us in a deeper way someday uh, affect you and uh, and people will be able to see it more but sometimes we suffer in silence it's just there and it's hard to um, the people will relate so somebody will say how are you and we will say i'm okay i'm fine i'm i'm good but the reality of that question is so deep that we're learning to Leave it or ask in a very superficial way. Do we have the time to actually f- know how are we doing? Or how are you doing? Sometimes we don't want to know. If, if you come and ask me, how are you? And I say, I'm having a terrible week. I don't know what to do. I have doubts about this. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just looking for a good. I'm fine. I'm, I'm okay. But that's not the reality. We all have those things in our life. And, and the reality is that some events really impact us and the enemy uses these events or moments in our life to bring lies to our, our, our minds, our hearts, and it will tell you, you cannot do it, it's your fault, you will never, you will always. <laughs> and, and we get trapped in these lies, the enemy, And sometimes we come to church and we try to experience God's power, but the whisper of the enemy saying all this stuff. It distracts you for what actually God wants to do in your life. We have a choice. And these events are so, so deep in our life that really we don't know what to do. Like I say, these events, these problems, and they happen in our lives many times distract us from God's will in our life and how God wants to use. And I, I don't want to be insensitive to say, hey, we need to forgive and move on and, and, and never go back again. I'm not trying to say that because sometimes we do forgive, but with the time, we go back and we still bring the pain. And forgive is not just to forget the, the event never happened. It's you to, to learn to live in peace with yourself and also peace with God and peace with others. In Hebrew, says something like this, and it's very important. Hebrew, chapter 12, verse 14 and to 17. And the authors say this, Work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Look after each other so that no one of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grow up to trouble you, corrupting many. That peace and that holiness that basically the author is talking is like... Make sure you live your Christian life, not just in the outside, but also in the inside. In the outside, we become professional. this. We can set up a good face. We can set up. Everyone can believe we are doing amazing. We can praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Say amen. Hakuna Matata. Whatever you want to say. And people will get it. You know, you can drive to work, listen to Christian music. You can can, uh, do all the right things. But inside, what actually what really matters, where a change is start in our life from the inside out, it's actually the reality is totally different. It's hard to live in peace. It's, it, we start to grow bitterness in our life. It's hard to move on and affect our beliefs and affect everything that we are outside. And that's why people judge us so hard as a Christians. Because... And the outside, we say all this stuff, but the inside, when we are alone, we actually fail at living at peace. If we fail to ourselves, and we get the the name to live a life of hypocrisy, and, and, and all Christians are the same. And the reality is we have to learn to show our weaknesses to show who we are, because as we show our weaknesses, we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our life because it's in our weaknesses when He made us strong. And we allow God to work through us. We have nothing to prove to a society rather than that Jesus worked through us in our life. It's not about how, how good we are, how, how much we give. It's allowing the Holy Spirit and Jesus working through us. Bitterness is anger and, the, and, 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 and disappointment. It's, it's that feeling of being, being um, uh, treated unfairly. And you know, um, and it's something that is spread so fast in our life. There's events in our life that something happened 20, 30 years ago. We're still angry about it. Jorge, you get into an area very sensitive. Don't talk about it because, you know, you don't know what you're doing. Well, I'm, I want to tell you something. In this, I know what I'm doing because, you know, we live by events. We forget all details. All, the only thing we know is that we are angry. I don't want to talk to this person. I cannot remember why. We used to fight. I cannot remember the fight. I don't know what what's about, but I cannot see that person. I cannot go back there because it will trigger something in me. And you don't want to see that. And that is a reality in our life. It starts to grow in, in our life. We, we let it grow very wild and bring so much damage to our life. It brings pains and making us live in pain. And sometimes affect affects us to such a deep level that affects our physical well-being and our minds in every single way. We get stuck in a situation in our lives. We get stuck. At times, we feel like we Islam is numb, it's asleep there. But we hear a music, we hear a fight or a few words, or you heard of Something that will trigger that event. The bitterness and, and the anger is there. The authors say, work and live at peace. It's not something that will happen right away, even if, you, if I give you a, the perfect formula, five minutes of prayer, ten minutes of worship, ten minutes go high seat with Pastor Jorge, then you will live in peace. That's not how it works. That I wish it can be like that. I wish it can be so easy. But working or living in peace actually demands time and demands surrender our life completely to Jesus so he can take control over that. And there's something else I will, I will tell you later as we move on in the sermon. This this roots of bitterness and, and everything that bothers in our life is like having chains and we get attached and it's hard to move on. The Bible tells us a story of a of a young man. Um, he have eleven brothers. Um, he might be a Santana. <laughs> he have eleven brothers. Um, he was the, the youngest of, uh, of uh, nine of them, and uh, and um, and he was uh, he his dad always do nice things to him. His dad really loved him. You know they always say the parents shouldn't have favorite kids, but this guy did have favorite kids, and um, and he will make special things for for him. He uh, made him a new uh, how you call it? I, I had it written clock clock. Yes, or clothes. Uh, it was uh, uh, Calvin Klein, very special. And, 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 you know, and all the other brothers got jealous and, and, and they go to the field and and, you know, and, and and the brothers had this amazing idea. You know, we are jealous of you uh, and we're gonna sell you. And this, this is not a joke. This actually sold his brother to slavery to go to Egypt. I know if brothers and sisters can fight but man, to sell you to slavery, that's a whole different level. So, he's taken away from his family. He's gone in slavery. In his life, you know, um, it wasn't easy even after that. He arrived in, a, in, in, in another house. And then jealousy and false accusation come to his life. He ended up in jail for something he didn't do. And then... God used a gift that he had since he was a kid. He had the ability to interpret dreams, had the ability to have dreams and interpret them, and God used that. And and because of that, God put him in a very higher status from slavery to work with Pharaoh. And I'm referring. If you're not familiar with the story, I'm I'm talking about Joseph. There is even a Disney movie, the The Prince of Dreams, I think it's called, or in English, I don't know, or Joseph only. But it's a good movie. And and this guy, his life is go through many many events. He's working with Pharaoh. He's up there, up high, and in big levels. He he had a good job. He had a good education. He can do all this stuff. And then something happened. And not just in Egypt, but everyone around. Inflation. A famine. There was no food. There was a lot of problems. So the story tells us that his brothers came to Egypt. The brother didn't recognize him. And he recognized his brother. And the Bible tells us. This is in Genesis 42. The, the, the Bible tells us that he, Joseph, uh, they saw him. He recognized them, and he started to cry. Well, a lot of that happened, and then I'm going to land in the very end of the story. In Genesis 45, verse 15. And then Joseph kissed each of his brothers and wept over them after they began talking freely with him. He wept, he cried. And verse 16, they start a whole different thing. The news soon reached to Pharaoh's palace. Joseph's brothers have arrived. Pharaoh and his officers were all delighted to hear this. Pharaoh said to Joseph, tell your brothers, this is what you must do. Lord, you pack animals and hurry back to the land of Canaan and then get your father and all your families and return here to me. I will give you the very best land in Egypt and you will eat from the best that the land produces. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, tell your brothers, take wagons from the land of Egypt to carry, our little, to carry your little children and your wives and bring your father here. Don't worry about your personal belongings, for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. Okay, wait a minute. Joseph have family problems. Do you have family problems? <laughs> okay, you're pretty good. I have a tons of family problems. You know, like I I, I went to Chile. And, and a lot of you are asking me, how was your trip? It was good? Yeah, it was good. I cry every single day that I was there. You say, oh, what happened? Well, there's a lot of stuff. I'm using the word stuff here. <laughs> there's happening. And, uh, you know, and, and I, 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 I don't want to deal with this. And I remember before I, I went to Chile, Clark, went to my house and, uh, and, and we started to chat and he gave me a word. And I said, I feel you, I got put this in my heart. I want to give you this word he shared with me. And, um, and I said, Clara, thank you so much for sharing that. Actually, that is my attitude to go there. I, I, I really want to go and visit my family. I haven't been in Chile in five years. So a lot had happened in those five years my grandparents had passed, one uncle had passed, my sister got married, and, and I had missed all that stuff. And in the meantime, all of those days, there was a lot of events that happened that separated my family to, in a very bad way, in a very nasty fight. So my family is not united in any sense, and actually is more in pain. So I got there, um, and I start to talk to my uncles, some of my uncles. Um, one didn't want to talk to me and I didn't get why. I still trying to figure out that. Uh, um, I, uh, you know, like I, I tried to go, some people got angry because I talking to that person. Other, why are you talking to that person? And family stuff. And every time that I'm talking, I'm thinking, I need to learn to look forward. I cannot get stuck in this event. And and thinking of Joseph, (laughs) Mitch Price sent me a a, a text and said, listen to this, it's about Joseph. That's what I read, it's about Joseph. And it wasn't, I read totally wrong and I've been thinking, oh Joseph, that's my sermon. (laughs) And, and I, I says thank you, Mason. No, I didn't mean that. He's like, okay, but for me, that's what I meant. And, and, and I'm reading about Joseph. And, and, and Joseph have the ability not to get stuck in the past. Not to get stuck in one of the hardest events. Not to get stuck that I've been in jail all this year because you sold me to slavery. When I see my brothers, I'm gonna tell them a few things. If your love greater than your memories, and that's what I'm thinking, is the work of Jesus Christ in your life greater than your memories? And in my life, I have to learn and accept, yes, it is. So I, I can have the ability, and it wasn't easy. And I remember talking to Mandy every day, and I said, oh, today was a hard day. I visit all these people, but I have to stay quiet. You know how hard for a pastor it is to stay quiet. Because I'm, I'm a professional to tell you how you should live your life. I know, I know, I know, and it was very hard for me. It was very hard for me to stay. And and when they, I say, I always say this: when the family have the ability to do this kung fu movement and push those buttons, you know, they're gonna trigger an emotion. And and sometimes I remember talking to my mom; she was so angry at me, and I'm like, there's the quiet thinking. Live in peace, live in peace, live in peace. And just walk away and go back. And actually, we I went back to my room by myself. And I stay there and I'm thinking, God, can you help me? I don't know what to do. God, can you help me? I don't want to get stuck. Stuck in this. I don't want to be stuck like this in my life. I want to live a life in freedom. Have you ever feel that there's stuff in your life? You're trying to move on in your life. You're trying to do the right thing. But then you get stuck. And the only way to move on is by the help of the Holy Spirit. And by the help of Jesus saying, you got this. You're not alone. We can do this together. And I remember there hearing Clark whispering in my ears. I don't know if that was a good thing, but in that moment it was. I can hear Clark saying, this is a time to finish cycles in your life. And I say amen to that. And Joseph finished a cycle with his brothers. His love was a stubborn love. I'm gonna love my brothers no matter what. Because he find purpose in the pain. He found purpose that God used that That whole event didn't be able to provide to his family. It wasn't, oh, because I suffer so much, now I have this big job and God is blessing me so I can be a blessing for others. This wasn't that. God used the pain in his life in order to release forgiveness and restoration to his family. So what type of life we want to live? How we want to live our life when we think about the fights that the were here, about the political fights, about the division, and then it's not even talking about the personal fights in our families. It's not even talking about the issues that we have in our life. I want to live in freedom. And not enough freedom the world say that I can do whatever I want. I can say whatever I want. And you might agree and disagree with me with all this stuff. But I'm not talking about that. It's that what I'm talking is that you walk and you come to church thinking that you can raise your hands up and say, Jesus, I love you. And I'm willing to love others, not because they deserve it, because I understand what it means to be loved. I understand in my mess. I walk through the street of my neighborhood thinking oh, everything have changed and I'm walking over there and crying and thanking God. You rescue me from here. I should die in that corner. I should be dead right there. This is here. I'm making videos to my family. This is all that should happen. But your love was a stubborn love. You didn't give up on me. And we are very easily give up on society. We, got, we give up on people that we say we're not going to change, but we need to have this stubborn love of Jesus in our life, so we can work and learn to live in peace. Be free of bitterness. I want to finish with this. I'll be free of bitterness and be free of this stuff. That you can be here, but still thinking of the event. because the pastor had the great idea to talk about stuff that hurt my life, and I'm kept thinking of that person. And I want to tell you, if you're thinking like that, if you're camping and you're thinking, you know, I'm stuck here, you can be free in the name of Jesus. You can be free if you allow God to work in your life. You can. Be free. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31 and 32 say this. Get ri- ri- rid of, of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other. Ten- Tender hearted, forgiving one another. Uh, Just as God through Christ has forgiven you. You know, I went to talk to one of my uncles. And it was, we had a really nice conversation. And as we were talking, um, and if you want to know more of my family, just come and ask me after the service so we can get to you. I will tell you, actually, I I can make a good movie about it. Um, And and, and we were just talking and, 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 and... and he say a few things and i'm like i have the chance here to answer back and ignite that fire <laughs> and fight again but when you start to work with tender words and this is something i'm working now with my kids i'm working with my family to say the right thing to learn to stop to work and live at peace this is not an easy job to work and live at peace with everyone, to show who you are. It's time to stop to, to fake our identities. It's start to show, it's time to show who we are, our reality. That we are broken people with issues, but we allow God to work through us. I remember. As I experienced those moments and talking to my sister and how God can work. And I remember one time we were just walking downtown. And she said, you know, there's time I cannot forgive anymore. When you give a chance and a chance and a chance and other people, you know, enough is enough. Have you ever said that? I have said that many times too. And I'm, I'm tired to put the other chick I, I'm tired. I, I'm tired to, to always be the one who has to go there and get a slap in the face over and over and over. I'm done. I'm done. And I say, well, I, I disagree with you because I, I've been learning that as many times I have to learn to put the cheek many, many, many times. And he get a slap in the face and go back and get a slap in the face and get a slap in the face. And I don't care. And he's like, why you do that? You don't take care of yourself? I said, no, no, the opposite. I, I do take care, that's why I do that because I want to allow God to work through my life. And sometimes it's not easy it's not easy to go there when your parents or, uh, or, or your family, they hurt you, the uncle, the neighbor, you name it, your friend, just, just in our, our men's group, we were talking about trusting one another and, and friends that we trust, and, and when you get hurt, how you move that. And But you know what? We have the choice. We have the choice to live free. And we have someone who wants to w- help us To live free in our life. And his name is Jesus. And Psalm 118 verse 5. I love this. I love this. Because this described many times my life. and might describe you. 118 verse 5 says this. In my distress. I pray to the Lord. And the Lord answered me. Send me free and my distress and my problem can you think of those times where you were, you were struggling you were uh, having a difficult time maybe you are right now and I want to tell you let's call out to the Lord God can you help me can you give me the strength can, I, I don't want to get stuck in my life over and over and over my love is greater than my memories and as saying that you forget your past you will never forget your past trust me i have tried but now when i look my past and i remember being in the cemetery visiting my 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 grandpas. And I, I don't know if you, if you go to the cemeteries and, and you start to talk I, that was one of the first time I, I started to talk to a piece of rock with a name on it, and I, I was drinking mate, of course. <laughs> I was sitting down and drinking mate. And I'm saying, "I wish you can see all the bad choices and what happened to our family. But I will give you this. I just want to thank you because with all your stuff you did then I, I can make a list very long and one point you choose to love Jesus and that was it and because of that today I can have Jesus in my life you know you have the ability to look forward There's nothing, nothing written yet. But when you look back and you get stuck in the past, you're not going to be able to enjoy what God has given to you. Do as everything is possible to work and live in peace. So what can you do? I'm not going to tell you, even though I'm a professional, and to tell you what to do. But you know, sometimes little steps. Don't say, I'm going to invite, you, do a family reunion, invite everyone, and I'm going to tell them a few things and I'm going to forgive them. <laughs> that might be a bad start. <laughs> yes. But how can you show Christ to your family? When Jesus was ready to go before the cross, they're making all these accusations, and Jesus sometimes. Stay quiet. He didn't answer. He took everything. And then he allowed the Spirit to work. And I want to pray that the power of the Holy Spirit will give you the strength to stay quiet when you have to and to give love when you need to. Father, I just want to pray this morning. Do you give us a stubborn love for our family, for our parents, for our grandparents, for our friends, the people that hurt us in so many different ways. (laughs) They love them no matter what. And God, maybe people who had passed away and we still feel this pain in our life. And God, can you help us to be free? all root of bitterness and anger and allowed us to walk in freedom in your presence and enjoy the power of Jesus in our lives. God we want to be free. You have set up in our life all kinds of blessing for us and we want to walk in that. God my family is not perfect Our family, our church is not perfect. Our world is not perfect. Our county is not perfect. But we choose to look, I choose to look forward for what you have written for us. To enjoy not just the past, but to enjoy what you're going to give us. So give us the ability to see what you're doing and be part of your movement. Or be part of your work. God, if somebody here is struggling is in distress. God, I pray you can bring forgiveness. We call out to you for whatever issues that we have today and we ask that your presence can move in us and work through us. God, at the same time, I want to I want to pray for our families. For all the fights and there's going on for the teenagers, the youth, the the all that stuff. The stress there is going on. The, I pray that you help us to be united and together. God, that you present work through us. I pray for the marriage. God, I pray you can bring restoration. God, you can bring healing. I pray for the relationship, mother, daughter, father, son, and and all that. God, I pray that you can restore. That your blessing can be in them. That we can see your work in our life. Thank you so much, Jesus. We look forward for what you're going to do. Because even though everything is bad, looking so bad. God, you have all types of blessings for our lives. And we are here willing to enjoy it. We honor you. We bless you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.